0: to be with us today as we sit together as families. I pray, Lord God, that you would bless them and I pray that you would use their youthful hearts and their innocent minds to to help us and guide us into the beauty and the innocence of the season. Thank you, Lord, for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys can have a seat. There are children in the room with us today and I just want you to know that's awesome. And uh, so I don't want you to thank you, Miss Anna. Um, Emma, you dance divinely. <clears throat> so, I just want you parents to relax. It's okay. Huh? Family. Oh, it's, that's right, it's family. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I just, I just want, because uh, we have eight sons. And we brought them to churches without nurseries plenty of times and so forth. And uh, I just want you to know that sometimes what God does when our children, uh, act up or don't act the way we wanted them to, sometimes what God does is he's teaching us how to be, have grace and how to love them and be patient with them. So today we're going to take that lesson. I am going to do my best to be short, however, there's a snow squall outside, apparently. I just got alerted again, and so uh, we can't go anywhere. If we do lose power, though, don't worry, it will not slow me down. All right? Okay? Sounds good. Just don't worry about that. Sounds super good. Uh, let me get to where I need to be. I am not in the right place, <clears throat> which is common for me, very common. There it is. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, man. So, welcome again. Uh, we're going to look at the shepherds for a few minutes, I'll, uh, and I'll try to be brief here, but I also want to uh, grab a hold of some ideas uh, today about Christmas and things around it. As soon as I figure out what my slides are doing, I'm going to be good. Hey, I know that you're taught to have great expectations of your life and of the world that you're in. I know that's something we talk about a lot. And hey, by the way, boys and girls, I'm going to need you here in a minute. So just try and stay in the zone with me, okay? I'm going to do my best here to to not lose you too badly. But we're kind of taught that you should have great expectations of your life. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not saying lower your expectations. Things are going to be far worse than you think. I'm not saying that, but uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> But what I am saying is we have too great an expectations of the world in which we live and not enough of the expectations of the world to which we have been saved for. Yes. And what I mean by that is God created Adam and Eve, put them in this awesome garden, and he created them to need God. He created them to need God. Now, you and I live in a world where we're like, well, I don't need anything, I'm I'm me. I am ten foot tall and bulletproof. Uh, I just I, whatever it is, I cowboy up. I motor through. I get her done. Whatever it is, that's the mentality we're taught to think in our world. And that's a that's a that's a load of something you shovel in a cart and haul off somewhere. That's not a, that's not true. And God created us to need God. God created, and when we evicted God from our world, and that's what Adam did, and that's what every one of his children has done up to up to you and me, when we threw God out of our world, we threw out of it our greatest need. And that's what Christmas is about. It's about God trying to find a way, or not trying to find a way, it's about God finding a way to fix the problem of mankind evicting God from the earth. And so... When we think about this story today, I, I want to present just a few ideas. One, I want you to look at your life a little different. I want you to think about where you are in life differently than you do now. I want you to stop thinking of yourself as your job, as your role. I mean, I'm not saying those things are wrong. You might be a, a plumber or a manager or a business owner, or you might be a husband or a mom, of uh, You might be those things, but all I want you to do is I want you to see that your station in this world Is not your station in the kingdom What you do here in the place that needs god but doesn't have god Is not what you have been redeemed to do in the place that has god and wants you in the family And that's where we begin to see this in the story of the shepherds And we begin to see why it was so exciting and so fun uh, as, as, we, as we roll through them, I'm sorry, I'm, my voice is cracking a little bit, I think I'm going through puberty, it's no big deal. <laughs> so we, we're coming today, we're talking about the shepherds. So the boys and girls in the house, if you're, if you're under like, what, 10, what's, if you're under Tucker's age, <laughs> under 12, just say hi. hi, parents help them out, let's try it one more time, if you're, if you're under 12, just say hi. Hey boys and girls, I got a couple questions for you. I need you to help me teach your parents some stuff, okay? And you're like, "No problem, I teach my parents things all the time." <laughs> got it. So, I, can you tell your mom and dad what shep, what animal it is that shepherds take care of? Can you just tell them real quick? What animal do shepherds take care of? They're fluffy. <laughs> How are they say? Somebody say it loud. Sheep. That's good. They take care of sheep. Now, I want to talk about just for a minute what it would be like to be a shepherd. And here's what I think it would be like to be a shepherd. You ready? Boreen. Boreen. Every day, same thing. Feed the sheep, find the sheep, clean the sheep, bed the sheep down. Next morning, feed the sheep, find the sheep, clean the sheep. Every day. It's like that old, no, the kids don't remember donuts commercials, sorry, that's, <laughs> that's me forgetting I'm older than dirt, that's what that is. So anyway, my, my point is, uh, Shepherd's life was probably really boring, and mom and dad, it was probably kind of mundane like your life. Because isn't life the same routine over and over again? You get up, you go to work, or you start your routine of the day, you, whatever it is, and it's every day the same thing, week after week, month after month, year after year. It's mostly pretty boring until it's not. And that's how it is with shepherds. They're like, it's boring. Find the sheep, feed the sheep, bed the sheep down day after day, and then all of a sudden, where's the sheep? There's a bear. There's a lion. We lost the sheep or something, you know. Whenever it's exciting, a lot of times, it's not the excitement you want. It's not like Hollywood's excitement, you know. My point is that when you look at the shepherd story, going through the (laughs) change there. When you you look at the shepherd story, you, you are looking at some ordinary people. They're just like us. And they were having a night like they had every night. Taking a day of doing the same thing over and over and over and over. And then something changed. Year after year, day after day, same thing, and then a big surprise. Hey, boys and girls. You guys probably know what appeared in the sky and started singing. Could you tell mom and dad what was singing in the sky when the shepherds were there on that night that Jesus was born? What were they? Angels. Angels. That's right. everybody. All they do this, boys and girls, get your parents to do it too. no flappers. Angels. You're like, how do we know they had wings? Well, I don't know. I got that from It's a Wonderful Life, actually. So, um. (laughs) That was funnier than you know. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 9. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. This was not the party they wanted. (laughs) They were scared. It's kind of funny that when heaven's excited, human beings get scared. It's kind of normal. So, everyone, all these angels show up. The glory of the Lord shows up. The angel reassured them Don't be afraid. Everyone say, Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you'll recognize him by this sign. You find a baby, you will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, "Glory to God in highest heaven, peace on earth to whom with whom God is pleased." Wow, so heaven is pumped. heaven is excited. The shepherds who had just got done with a normal, ordinary day. Don't you know they'd heard stories about miracles like this happening? These were Jewish shepherds, okay? They're Hebrews. They knew the stories about angel armies and giants and all this kind of stuff. They knew the miraculous stuff. Do you think they expected to ever see anything miraculous themselves? No. They would never have expected this. So heaven shows up. Heaven is pumped. Heaven is excited. So much so that the the big, bad, tough armies of heaven are singing. They join in the announcement because heaven is so excited about what is happening, the arrival of this child. And I come back to this idea that your station in the world is not your station in the kingdom. On earth, shepherds are just shepherds. On earth, shepherds take care of sheep. They find the sheep, they feed the sheep, they bed the sheep down, they go to bed, they get up the next morning, they do it again all day long. They take care of sheep. Same thing every day. But in the kingdom, they weren't shepherds. In the kingdom, they were evangelists. In the kingdom, they were about to proclaim a decree from heaven. They were messengers sent by God, sent with God's glory. What you are on earth, what you are in the kingdom are different things. Do you understand that? Because of what's happened here. These shepherds had a bigger assignment. I just want you to know, boys and girls, I want you to know, you are not as ordinary as you think. There is much more to you than meets the eye. Okay? All right, so, the story goes on. When the angels have returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. That's a good idea, don't you think? Let's see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. And they hurried to the village. They found Mary and Joseph. There was a baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about the child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. Not only is it that your station on earth is not your station in the kingdom, it's also true that what's going on on earth is not what's going on in the kingdom. You see what's going on on earth in the story that we're covering, the story of Jesus' birth, the story of the shepherds? You know what's going on? Taxes. Taxes are what's going on. Oppression. Oppression is what's going on. Lack. Supply chain issues. That's what's going on. Okay? Okay? The kinds of issues that people throughout the history of the world have gotten used to, the inconveniences of travel, of government interference, of people just oppressing lives. That's what was going on in the world that Mary and Joseph lived in, that Jesus was born into, that the shepherds went and proclaimed into. That's what was happening in the world. But that's not what was happening in the kingdom, and that's not. What was happening in heaven? I often think, I have these weird thoughts. You can ask my wife. She will testify that I have weird thoughts. And this is one of my weird thoughts. I often think, like, what would it be like to be a shepherd? Your day, every day is the same old thing, every day. Boring, mundane, all that. Then all of a sudden the angels show up. They have this awesome, cool announcement. And you're like standing there hearing this announcement. And what if, instead of going, well, we got to check this out. Which would make sense because they were probably bored. But what if they just said, well, you know what? So what? So there's big news. So what if they just said, so there's big news. It's just going to return back to the mundane, normal stuff. I'm not wasting my time going to Bethlehem. What if they had behaved and reacted in such a way? You say, Michael, well, that's ridiculous. Totally ruins the, the Christmas story. Yeah, I know that. But so often in life, we never take time to celebrate God's blessings Because we know that tomorrow's coming. The ordinary is going to reassert itself. The mundane is coming back. It's like when you were a kid, and all you boys and girls in the room, Christmas was yesterday. I I hope that you did well. I hope you did better than Cole. Which is, you're like, what's that even mean? I I don't know. I just said it. Don't worry, boys and girls. (sighs) But here's the thing. Do you remember when you were children, how you felt the day after Christmas? Like, there's this whole season of buildup. And then Christmas happens. The last present gets unwrapped. And then it's over. And it's kind of a letdown. Not that any of you boys and girls have that going on today. But I'm just saying, the day after Christmas was kind of a reassertion of the normal. What if people stop celebrating the good things that God does just because normal ordinary mundane and troublesome things are likely going to reassert themselves. And so I just want you to know that not only is your station on earth different from your station in heaven I I want you to know that what's happening in the kingdom is greater than what's happening on earth. That yeah, you may have to go to work tomorrow. You may have to do that. Probably will. But I want you to know that even though you'll be about your ordinary life, playing with toys that are at least two days old, if you're a child or a man, (laughs) it may reassert itself, but I want you to know this, God is still doing something. God is doing something right now. Some of you may be here today and you, you're like, well, I came to church because someone in my family wanted me to come and I'm not even sure uh, what to think about this Jesus stuff, this church stuff, this religious stuff. Get it. Been there. Done that. Can't answer all your questions in this message today, although I'd love to try. All I can tell you is this, that this baby that was born lived 33 and a half years. He did awesome stuff, taught awesome things, which was great, but we nailed him to a cross and three days later he rose from the dead. That's what you got to deal with. You say, well, I don't know if I believe in that. That's okay. I understand. But what you need to know is if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, there's no reason on the earth why anyone would be in a church on any Sunday ever. Even his own disciples didn't believe in him on Friday. But things changed by Sunday. So what's going on in heaven is not what's going on, on earth. So I, I just want us to learn to celebrate it. I am terrible at celebrating. I am so bad at it. I, I never stop and go, oh, look, we did something good. I don't. I'm like, what's the next thing we need to do? That's me. You say, Michael, that's silly. Just the way I am. I Believe me, I know it's wrong. I know it needs to be fixed in me. It's something I pray about and talk to the Father about a lot. But what I want to do with us today is I want you to realize that celebration is part of kingdom living. This is what heaven's about. I don't know if you understand this or not, but heaven for the believer is an eternal partay. is a 90s word. It meant party, all right? You're like, Christians don't party. Yeah, we do. We just do it better than everyone else. All right? So I just want you to know that what's going on in heaven, that there's a, a, a there's this thing that churches call praise and worship. Heaven just calls it celebration. When you see the armies of heaven singing and praising and shouting and getting totally pumped about this child that's being born, that gives you an indication of what heaven really is. And the great thing about it is, as a believer in Jesus Christ, and if you're not, you could get there. As a believer, you get to participate. Every day, you can join in the worship that's in heaven. Now, I know some of you are thinking, well, I'm not really a singer. Singing is not necessarily worship. I know a lot of people who sing but don't worship. Uh, it, you might be an intellectual, and you might like digging into study study things and think about things. That might be your form of worship. You might be one of those emoti people whew, that, that just likes to be in relationships and, and encourage folks. And You're like, you don't like emotions, Michael? Well, let's move on. Uh, so... Uh, my, my point is, whatever you do that honors God and focuses you on God, do it more. Do it more intensely. Do it more humbly. Instead of trying to fix your own problems in 2022, which we'll talk about more next Sunday, learn to worship in your now. Yeah, worship to Learn to celebrate that God is doing something, and he's doing it right now. He's moving in your life. He's moving in this community. He's moving in your children, too. Hey, boys and girls, one last thing. I need your help, if you don't mind. I need someone to, get, like, go, yay, real loud. Can you guys do yay? Let's, all together, all together, ready? Yay, worship team, let's come on up. Let's come on up, worship team. One more time, all the kids, all the parents. Yay, woo, let's all stand up and let's worship a bit.